Hello people, you're listening to Stories by Sneha. I am Sneha Azrekar, your host and the writer of the series. Our story today is Hotel Chandelier. The stench in the room had been getting unbearable. Kumar looked around with sleepy eyes. What was stinking? He recognized the smell of stale food or beer. This was something else. The urge to verify overpowered the lazy hangover that had engulfed his sense, and he got out of the sheets and from the bed. Rubbing his eyes clumsily, he threw another look at his room. His eyes popped wide open upon seeing the mess all around. Despite the dimness of the lights, he could tell this wasn't the regular hangover mess. Clothes scattered on the floor in front of his dresser. The table lamp careened at the corner of the bed. Curtains spoiled with some dark stains. His phone? Where was his phone? He switched on the tube lights and looked back at the room. A ghastly scene lay right in front of his eyes. His heart skipped a beat at the red stains all over the place. On the other side of the king-sized bed in the room, on the floor lay someone. Still, from where he stood, Kumar could only see the feet of the person. Avantika. His head flickered as he observed the nail paint on the toes. Kumar moved ahead in the direction of the woman and let out a scream when his eyes captured the rest of the ravaged body. The pain of watching his wife lying still in a pool of blood could not exceed the chill that ran down his spine. He turned around to run away, but tripped over a crumpled bed sheet lying on the floor and fell down. His reflexes wanted him to scream, but no voice escaped from his throat. Trembling, he got up from the floor and began to drag himself towards the exit of the bedroom. His eyes fell on the mirror on his right, and he stood still in his place, aghast at his reflection. Was that him? Was he dreaming? The red stains that were all over the room were also all over him. His heart pounded inside him, disgusted at the thought of having someone's blood around or in his mouth. He began spitting out frenziedly the saliva accumulated in his mouth that suddenly tasted salty. He rushed to the bathroom and shut the door behind him. Sweat beads rolled down his face and blended with the blood splattered across his mouth. His heart paced as he rushed into the shower and drenched himself under the cold water. He reached out for the soap and stared at his hands, dismayed. He had claws for nails. What was happening? He stood under the shower and shut his eyes, rewinding his memory about the previous evening. They had been on their honeymoon. Six months after their wedding, they had finally managed to get time off work and booked their holiday at a resort in Alibag. Who goes to Alibag for a honeymoon? Madhu had scoffed when the couple had disclosed about their plans to their friends over lunch last weekend. Kumar, hadn't I told you not to spend all your savings on the wedding reception? Don't worry, I'll pay for your lunch today. Atul had teased. Everyone had laughed. Mrs. Avantika Kumar Asthana insists. 
Kumar raised his eyebrows and gestured towards his wife. It's a 180-year-old place, guys. I had been there for a camp during my school days and that trip has been the best I have ever had. Avantika exclaimed animatedly. I want my husband to see this place that his wife loves so much, so dearly. Oh, you're going for your honeymoon, not a history school trip, Madhu teased. What's this? Hotel Chandelier? She said, looking at the trip brochures lying on the teapoy. Sounds like a tacky place to me already. It's a four-star, Avantika defended, snatching the brochure out of Madhu's hands. Better not say another word. The trip had begun well. After an hour-long ferry ride from the gateway of India and a short local auto rickshaw ride, the couple had reached Hotel Chandelier. The resort was a huge place. Although the hotel had an appeal of its own, its old-fashioned fittings, lack of the latest amenities and a graceful antiquity gave it a rustic character. The walls of the hotel were adorned with dark vintage paintings. Every nook of the place was lit with different kinds of chandeliers. The grandest one welcoming tourists at the reception lobby. The interiors of the place were designed mostly in dark colors. Except for the bright marble flooring that brought a coolness as peaceful as that when one finally finds a shade to cover themselves after having spent hours in the scorching sun. Outside the hotel was a completely different picture. A vast stretch of land right from the entrance of the resort until the reception area had been developed into a beautiful garden. Trees, shrubs and flowers all around the place brought a beautiful vibe to the place. And for the first time after Avantika had announced she wanted to be there for the honeymoon, Kumar seemed convinced that it was indeed a great decision. The lunch had been a grand affair. A buffet containing everything from salads to exotic continental cuisine served in heavy copper plates and bowls. Avantika gorged herself on the various preparations of prawns, mackerels and pomfrets. frites. She could barely sit comfortably by the time Kumar got them bowls of ice cream for dessert. When they returned to their room after lunch, Bhavantika threw herself on the bed and shut her eyes. Kumar changed and headed towards her after a few minutes. He lay down next to his wife and with a finger slipped a strand of hair away from her face. Bhavantika opened her eyes, looked into Kumar's and smiled. Aha! Kumar leaned towards her. The closeness now getting blurry for their eyes to stay upon each other. Kumar moved behind. Oopsie! Avantika laughed. Yeah, thanks. Kumar exclaimed and fell upon his back on the bed. Avantika continued to laugh. That meal was so heavy, I may skip dinner tonight. Or maybe not, if they have the same thing again. God bless your honeymoon, Kumar. Post a good afternoon nap, the couple had left for some sightseeing to a nearby island a few minutes of ferry ride away. They took photographs on the beach, they ate candy floss, they purchased beer bottles dime a dozen. 
When it began to get dark and they heard the locals tell them it was time for the last ferry ride back to where their hotel was, they rushed for it. The departure of the ride had been delayed. Very few people were on the boat. Kumar and Avantika could sense a strange restlessness amongst the locals on the boat who were waiting for the ferry to leave. The boatman kept waiting for 15 more minutes as one of his kin were delayed. Finally, they saw a man rushing towards the boat with three bags full of fish and vegetables in them. The boat floated away from the shore of the island. The commotion on the boat settled, but only for a few minutes. Soon, all around them, they heard the whispering locals. See, we're not heading anywhere, said a woman. The distance between the shore and our boat has been the same since the last five minutes. Don't you see it? said a man, perhaps in his forties. The evening was getting darker by the minute, and soon the only lights they could see were those of the mobile phones on the boat and the stars above. The moon had yet to rise. The boatman panicked as the crowd began to get agitated, and a verbal fight commenced. Kumar intervened just when a young boy was about to hit the boatman. Please, let's not fight. Avantika pleaded as Kumar pulled the boy away from the boatman. On the spur of the moment, a lady sitting a little away from them let out a vicious scream and began to cry. I can hear them, she wailed. She shut her eyes tight and placed her palms on her ears in an attempt to shut out the noise that only she could hear. Her companion, apparently her husband, got up from his seat and moved away from her. Don't scream. You will infuriate them further. Don't scream. He yelled at his wailing wife. Avantika scuttered closer towards Kumar, frowning upon the behavior of the locals. What nonsense is this? She whispered as Kumar gaped at the yelling couple. An old woman turned towards them and hurled a few foul gestures. You won't understand. You city people won't even believe in these things. She turned around to the young man on her left and began yelling at him in a native language. Out of nowhere next, a wave of numbness had encompassed them. Or was it a tsunami? He remembered the hollowness of the emotion that ran through him when he could not feel Avantika's hand in his anymore. What had happened then? He couldn't remember. He remembered returning to the hotel with Avantika. How they got there, he could not remember. He remembered how Avantika had strangely stopped walking when they had reached right outside the resort. He remembered her frightened white face when she said she could hear the noises and he could not. He remembered how they ran towards the reception lobby and shut the door of the resort behind them. He remembered how they found the resort deserted. He remembered how hungry they were and how they could not find anything for dinner. Dinner? He thought hard. His stomach felt full. Oh wait, he did have dinner. He remembered eating something. What was it? Kumar felt a sharp pang in his chest as he looked back into the mirror and saw the blood from his face being washed away 
by the water from the shore. Flashes of the night kept coming back to him. He remembered eating meat. What did Avantika eat? Something struck him then. A piercing emotion took over his senses and tears welled up in his eyes. No. He yelled, choking on the words. He felt his energy draining and he fell down on the floor, howling at the memory that had just crossed his mind while the water from the shower kept slapping hard on his head. He panicked as the doorbell rang the next moment. He held his breath. Kumar wasn't ready for anything further than what was already around him. The bell rang again. Kumar got up, turned off the shower and grabbed a bathrobe. He opened the door and looked around at the messy room, keeping his eyes off the harrowed body of his dead wife. He stepped out of the bedroom and walked frightfully towards the main door. The person outside rang the doorbell yet again. Who's it? Kumar asked with a trembling voice. Myra, I'm here with your dinner, sir. He heard a lady speak from outside. Kumar hesitated for a few moments before he finally opened the door, only enough for him to get a peek of who waited outside. He recognized the lady as one of the hotel staff he had seen earlier that morning during lunchtime. What dinner? Kumar asked hesitantly. The lady stared at Kumar, broke into a sly smile and spoke in a whisper. You definitely don't want your neighbors to know, sir. She pushed her way into the room. Kumar felt his heart in his mouth as Myra walked past Avantika's body and kept the dinner tray on the center table. She looked at Avantika's dead body and smiled grimly. Unable to discern her behavior, Kumar shut the door behind him and ran towards Myra holding her by her shoulders, yelled out at her. What do you know about all this? How can you not be shocked at this sight? <laughs> the woman laughed hysterically and shook off Kumar's hands from her arms. You were on that boat last evening, weren't you? Kumar nodded apprehensively. Myra looked around the room, knelt down near Avantika's body and kept fondling her toes. She then looked at Kumar and said, You're just one of us now. You'll take time. Till then, we'll continue to help you with dinner. She picked up the lid from the dinner tray and looked back at Kumar. Eat that thing now before all the blood runs out of it. <laughs> she truly loved you. See, that heart's still beating. <laughs> the woman said, pointing towards Avantika's body first and then the dinner plate. Kumar's throat went dry at the sight of a red glob of blood still beating softly on the tray. He leaned at the wall near the door of the room for support, still trying to absorb all the incidents. Myra got back on her feet and walked out of the room. She looked back at a gaping Kumar leaned towards him and spoke softly. Bon appétit! (laughs) 
Hey, I hope you like the story. If you like my podcast, please don't forget to subscribe to Stories by Sneha on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. You can follow me on my Instagram handle at the.agathist. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next Wednesday with a fresh episode on Stories by Sneha. Bye.